them come. This is their fate. Bring us in with that dashy energy. Aw, oh, man. Nah, oh, Gene. We gotta do the bird right. man hands. What it's up? your boy. It's your boy. <laughs> Yeah, he's he scared me, but man, nah, Jane. You serious? Can I can I record? My boy. Can I record? Man, go ahead, go ahead. Let me do my bird man hands. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I'm your host Deontay here with my friends Jalen and Josh. And uh, today we got some more topics, as usual, stuff to talk about. Um, we actually going to be incorporating a little bit of that pop culture today. We got Donda versus Drake versus CLB versus Donda, Kanye, Drake. You know, we're going to talk about a little bit about that CLB. I didn't listen to Donda, so I ain't going to talk about it. But perceptions seems pretty okay. So we're going to talk about a little bit of that. We're going to also be talking about Apex Legends. We're going to talk about um, politics when it comes to gaming. And maybe just a little bit of that Horizon uh, debacle. But, yeah. Got a few things we want to talk about. We ain't going to keep uh, too much time on the, the Drake and stuff. But we want to give it a little, top, little, little time on today. Uh, but, yeah. Before we start, as usual... Mm, Ask my fellas, Jalen, Josh, how y'all doing? Jalen, it's your time to go first. Uh, oh, same old, same old. Uh, hoping, well, I guess I, I ain't really do much my Labor Day, but um, yeah, everything pretty smooth. School smooth, uh, life smooth, life's good. <laughs> Working on no week. <laughs> uh, what about you, Josh? What you got for us? Uh, busy. The school is back in, so I'm going full time and working. And I got like a another TA job that I'm doing, so my my weeks are gonna be full. Um, but it's good. I mean, everything's back for me at least. Everything's back in person on campus. Uh, we had a long time where we weren't doing that. Um, okay. And it's a lot of people in New York now, but uh, so far so good. Nice. Man, you stay with a job, bro. Yeah. I gotta ask, how many jobs if you had to count your life? How many jobs you got? <laughs> I know you got over thirty. Mm, I don't know if it's thirty. It's more than fifteen for sure. Oh my! That boy stay with a job. We can't even <laughs> keep track of uh, what jobs he got. Uh, like what job you still got? You well, well, was surprising when he was like stayed at a job for longer than a year. He was like, "You still at that job?" He said, "Yeah, I'm still here." I said, "Oh shoot!" I picked up three more and quit four more, but I'm still at this one though. <laughs> I'm like, "Do Josh still work at Unico?" I'm like, nah, he couldn't. I know y'all worse. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Uh. But yeah, same old, same old for me as well. Been playing Psychonauts 2. Been playing, watching people play 12 minutes. I was going to play it, but I was like, it'd probably be more entertaining to just watch somebody else play it. So I've been watching people play 12 minutes. Um, my boy Corey Kenshin came back to YouTube. I've been watching his videos. That's usually what I do anyway. But I ain't been doing nothing. Obviously, I got a personal side, looking for houses. Because, um, yeah big changes which is interesting but 
home ownership is very weird, but um, something you want to do. So, it, yeah, I am in the middle of that and just been playing games, man, chilling at home, having a good old time, having fun, just chilling. Labor Day was a very easy day. This is where we're recording it. So we've been um, just I've been playing the game mostly just not doing nothing. So it's a good day to just chill, relax and not do anything. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, I don't know what else to do outside of just move into the next topic. Uh, I think the topic that I want to talk about first, I'm going a, I'm to a go with Horizon. I'm just get the bad out the way, man. They suck as usual. Sony has always been profit heavy first and they always doing something stupid, but they reverse course, at least for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, not Zero Dawn, but uh, what's it? Forbidden West. So Horizon Forbidden West is, you know, that game that's coming out. One of Sony's big exclusives that got pushed back from the 2021 window to the 2022 window. And when they decided to do that, they thought everybody forgot that they first said that that game would have a free upgrade path to a PS5 from the PS4 version. They tried to act like that didn't exist. And they tried to just say that in order for you to get the new game, it wasn't even an upgrade path of $10. They literally just wanted you to buy that game twice. They wanted you to buy it on the PS4. If you wanted to play on the PS5, you got to buy it again on the PS5 or spend $250 or $200 on their collector editions. Um, obviously, that pretty much backfired immediately because you see the competition. Xbox doesn't even charge you a dime for anything you do. Anything that's cross-play or cross-gen, they don't charge you a dime. They just say, it's going to work. <laughs> Sony, on the other hand, they want to charge, they want a nickel, they want to dime you every freaking step of the way. That's the same reason why I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, because I just don't feel like it's right. I should be able to play the DLC alone, and I don't, I shouldn't have to pay for the PS5 upgrades. I still ain't played Ghost of Tsushima just for that reason. I'm going to wait for it to go to $30, and then I'm going to just buy the newer edition. And then I'm going to just have it physical versus what I got now. Even though, at the same time, I'm still going to be paying what they're asking for. They want $30 for that. They want $30 for the upgrade. I already have it on the PS4. I shouldn't be having to pay $30 extra. I can understand buying a DLC, but that DLC isn't worth $30 in my opinion. It's probably worth $20. So let me just pay the $20 for the DLC. You give me the upgrades for free. They're literally locking 4K resolution behind a $10 pay. And they're talking about throwing in DualSense or whatever. Anyway, it's not about Ghost of Tsushima. It's literally about Sony being stupid. And they're doing stupid junk again. They they usually just do this. This is what they do. So um Yeah, man, I ain't got no I ain't got no chill for them no more. I I was like, ain't no point in me pretending like I'm not biased. I don't like them no more. They kind of do stupid stuff in my opinion. And they continue to do stupid stuff where it just shows that they're not really even if they if they had the 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 momentum before they're going to continuously continue to lose it in my opinion as they do stupid stuff like this as they continue to do stupid stuff like this they're like doing blunders that xbox were doing uh 
when they had the Xbox One. And I'm like, you should probably learn from their mistakes and you should probably make sure you adapt to what they're doing because literally they did not do that for a whole seven months and people just was like, I'm gonna just go to the PlayStation. And they started adapting things that you guys were doing. Now they literally are doing things that are more consumer friendly that you guys won't do and you're still not adapting them. You're like, I mean, adopting them. You're basically, uh, you're basically doing what they did. You're basically ignoring what the customer is requesting and you're pretending as if it doesn't matter. But little by little, you're going to continue to see people not care, not care, not care. And then you're going to just be still successful. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to stop that conglomerate. But it's going to still be like an impact to what you guys, your reputation, your, the, 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 I guess the excellence that you guys produce is going to have a stain on it because nobody's going to be talking about Horizon Forbidden West right now and how great it looks. They're going to be talking about how you're charging people twice to play a game, you know, and that's and that's really what the point is, is like you're charging people that couldn't get their hands on the PS5 now because it's a shortage. You're going to charge them twice because they want to play it early because they may not be able to get one till before that game launches. So I don't know. It's, uh, it's the same thing they kind of always do. Um, at least currently with the PS5 and this cross-play, I mean, cross-gen crap. Uh, what do you guys think about Sony and their, uh, uh, and their, their efforts towards the cross-gen games and the upgrades, per se? Man, Sony's just another Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> they Japanese company, like, they, you know. They... Yeah, they know they have um, a game or games that people want. Like they know that people are gonna show up day one for Horizon Two, no matter what uh, the price barrier is, because people want want to play it. But at that point, it's kind of they're they're there for the brand and not necessarily the quality of the game, it, because they're I guess just so deep into the Sony ecosystem. But for like me, someone who enjoys Sony games, but like I'm not crazy about I'm not crazy about them. I'm not just gonna pay anything they ask. It doesn't really make sense because like if you at first they they don't want to be clear if they're gonna do cross gen games or not. Like this, oh this PS5 exclusive. Well, actually it's gonna be on PS4, but you it's not the same game. You're gonna have to pay for it twice, and it's just. It's confusing one for consumers because you feel like you have to really be looking up deals and stuff in order to get the game. Otherwise, you're going to be getting ganked on what you're paying because you just didn't understand how stuff worked. And then two, it's just like nobody else is doing that except for Sony and I guess Nintendo. But like nobody else is charging customers like that. Like Xbox, if you know, like Halo, you know, coming out later this year, I know Xbox doesn't have. A big or strong catalog but with their games they know that people might not have the new system yet but they want to play the game so if you buy it on whatever you have xbox one s you're gonna be able to play it and you get your system later your new system in a couple months you keep all your progress you get all the upgrades you don't pay a single dime more and if you got game pass you didn't even have to like buy the game buy the disc you know so that is a really 
not even as attra- attractive just because of Game Pass, because like, I understand that like, everybody wants a subscription, but like it just makes sense for that. Like These are digital games now. Like The disc doesn't even do anything. So why can't you just give me the the file Upgrade. on my new system? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not uh, like you have to print it again, or it's not like a cost to you to send an, an additional upgrade. It's just that you want to charge people for that that stuff and you know and then when you it's like a slap in the face man because literally microsoft is doing on their back end going through old games and just boosting them get hot unlocking higher frame rates and they're not charging a dime literally you do the same thing you do the bare minimum knowing you could do 4k 60 on most of these games and then you want to charge people for it you know that's what really sucks. It's like, okay, I understand your studios. Those are your, your, your major studios. Maybe they're working on other projects, but it doesn't take much to, you know, earn the respect of the consumer that you're going to do the right thing. And what you're doing right now just shows that you're not, you're never going to do the right thing. You know, you're always going to just be out looking for the mighty dollar. And it kind of sucks because you don't want to invest in a company like that. You don't want to put money behind a company like that. Yeah, they make great games. I'm going to buy their games, the games that I really want to play. But I ain't trying nothing on there. I'm not buying nothing third party on there. I just don't feel like they have the infrastructure anymore to support the features that I need and want. So why do I need to support that console more than what I what is necessary? It makes me, it feels like it's lackluster. It feels like it's not a full-fledged featured you know you know you know future proof system it just feels like it's going to be dated in a while because they don't even want you to you know move your games from the playstation 4 to the ps5 let alone if they're going to keep compatibility up let alone if they're going to continue to you know push the efforts because when you when it comes down to it microsoft it has these ideals behind it that they kind of state and put out there that they have to kind of stick by uh and and sometimes you know sony just you know throws it under the rug they're kind of like like they try to do it forbidden forbidden west they like okay we push it out the window so now we don't have to give them a free upgrade let's now charge them 60 dollars and now or 70 because this is how much it costs for the ps5 version Versus just giving them like an upgrade path or whatever it may be. And now they're saying even the other games that they were going to now allow for free, like Gran Turismo and God of War, they're now saying those are a $10 upgrade before they were saying they were free. So they said they're going to do the right thing for Horizon, but they put in the back, <laughs> the back door is the other two games coming out. Oh, y'all suckers got to give me $10 though. So. They even they still change what they doing. They probably go do the same thing for The Last of Us because they got an update coming because they still ain't released the multiplayer for it. I know they gonna probably do the same thing they did with Ghost, where they add some more DLC, add multiplayer, and they're gonna charge you for the upgrade. So, um, Sony is interesting. I mean, I understand that they probably have these dudes working around the clock for their next game, and they don't have anything current or stacked right now. Uh, they do have a new showcase coming up, so that could be potentially some, you know, big reveals and uh, potentially fake release dates that they give. Um, I don't believe no release dates no more. I just don't. But 
I do see that that they're going to try to push that again and get that momentum back behind them because they're losing it. They're losing it to do the game pass and simply Microsoft giving all their games away technically for free. unless you got, if you got the subscription, like there's plenty of games out here to be played. You not, it's not a drought right now. I don't feel like it's like a, there's no games to play. There's plenty of games to play. There's plenty of games coming to game pass. There's plenty of games just coming out in general. And right now, you know, Microsoft is gearing up to have pretty decent fall um, when it comes to their first party. So you got Horizon 5 coming around the corner. You got Halo Infinite. You got, um, well, you just had Psychonauts 2, which isn't technically not a first party, but you understand what I'm saying. It's kind of like they have games kind of stacked up right now. And most of the games that were supposed to come out for Sony are being pushed away. So I think they're going to have a good year or, or end of the year quarter four if they actually have the ability to have the games or the systems available but um that's yet to be seen i just see that that may be the the shift is that game pass is really going to be shifting a lot of people away from the sony's consoles but then again you can never don't ever doubt or you know count them out ps5 is a very strong brand it has been, and it's already outselling the play, uh, Xbox. So it's not as close. It's closer, but it's still outselling. So it's all said yet to be seen. I just think PS5 need to stop doing stupid stuff and um, actually think about what they're doing next before they actually open their mouth and, and change something or uh, pretend like people won't notice. I think they're trying to get away with crap, and it's just... It's just like nickel and diamond. Like, bro, don't you got enough money at this point? Can't you make more games and just make more money? Can't you? But I, I understand it's a business. So I understand that aspect of trying to, you know, get the most out of it. Just like they did with Spider-Man. And they tried to make you, they made you pay. They literally made you pay for upgrades on that too. So they've been doing it since it started. I just feel like it came to a head with this one because they promised a free upgrade. And then they tried to charge you not 10 but $70. So that's a pretty big difference um, versus free. But yeah, um, any lasting thoughts on Sony and how trash they are? Um, yeah, like you said, they have momentum and it's a big brand. So I think that for a lot of people, it's not going to matter or they're going to feel like it's justified because they just how much they love the, those first party games. But realistically like i think give it a year it's like when people really see the cost differences and how much more you're paying i think mm -hmm. a lot of people will be my i guess more hesitant to buy it on playstation because price-wise you can buy these same games a lot cheaper on pc or guaranteed to be cheaper on xbox for third-party games at least and then for the Sony games, like a lot of them are coming to PC as well and cheap, cheaper as well. So I don't know. They they put themselves in a weird position and it's not really gaining them any goodwill from doing it. So yeah, I saw this thing going around. It's like how people's upgrade paths. Like people started with PS2, went to Xbox 360 went to ps4 and then went to pc <laughs> uh which is kind of rings true for what i did but 
obviously I own everything, but it was kind of like the same thing, but I just don't like PC gaming. It's just trash to me, so don't sue me, but uh, I hate PC gaming. I think it's a... I don't know. It's not productive in my opinion, but... (laughs) uh, You like them PCs, bro. Nah, I don't like them PCs. Uh, I think they... I think you do too much tinkering and you actually do gaming sometimes, like you said. And um, sometimes I just don't feel like determining whether or not it's going to work. I feel like most of the time I'd rather have that developer worry about that and not I. So, uh, yeah, I don't like I don't like having to deal with all the PC component things that come along with it. But I also like the freedom that they gives you, especially when it comes to pricing and longevity of your catalog. So. It's just, it's just unbeat. So, you know, I got me a Steam Deck on the way. So, uh, yeah. Nah, I canceled my it. Nintendo Switch OLED, though. So, I was like, I'm not getting that garbage. Um, it was just all for experimental purposes, but I thought it was worth it. So, another, another, save me a little there, at least. Um, uh, I guess my final thoughts is um, I don't... Like you, I, I guess the only thing I was thinking about is like how you said how people is like kind of like migrating like a, from like a, a different brand from like PS2 to 360, 360 to PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just by the stuff that like Sony has been doing compared to like the Xbox, the same way um, over the time when the Xbox got a lot of the bad press when the Xbox One was when it first when the Xbox One was first going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been trying to make improvements and you know change things, uh, and it sounds like you know they've been pretty successful in you guys' vote because you're, you know, pretty happy with what Xbox has been doing as far as, like, giving games boosts or letting you play things, Game Pass, you know, things like that. Um, and it kind of seemed like Sony, I ain't gonna say they're regressing or whatever, but they um, they seem more like a, a stricter company than what they were. Um, but I, I, I can't really speak on that fully because I don't know what type of company they were before, but I just think, like, they are like just like messing some things up and it's kind of pushing me away from getting a PS5 because you got like the smaller storage. Um, they harder to like get or whatever. Um, they don't got those things like Game Pass. They charging people to, you know, upgrade their games. Uh, what they did with Final Fantasy VII was kind of slap in the face because I remember they released the game for free um, with PlayStation Plus. But if you want to get, um, what is it, like Integrate or whatever they call it, like the little DLC stuff. Yeah, they basically is like, nah, you can't use the free one and like upgrade to the to the expansion. You have to like buy it a different way. It, it just seemed like a lot of work, and like Josh said, you can lose money because it's the licensure and how you're going about buying it, and you know, just stuff like that. It's just a little. It was that that kind of turned me off a little bit. So that's another reason why I've been holding out on buying a PS5 because it don't the stuff they doing. It seemed like it's taking away value from actually getting it. So yeah, I would agree. Uh, and I think it's all based around how you feel about certain things and what you what you look for in a, in gaming and and um what you want to do on your games or what you want to do with your console. But all in all, just the right now, the Xbox Series X is just the overall better product when it comes to a gaming machine. They're very equal. You know, you can game on both of them in that regards and you're going to have a similar experience. It's just that the overall, you know, product is where you get into the, the pitfalls of what PlayStation is doing and where Xbox is succeeding. Um, 
it just seems as if you you know there's things that you could possibly mitigate and on your council that they not chosen to do because they want to profit off of those issues like um pretty much all of it really um it just seems very strange but that's what they do obviously they they, they minimize the storage so they can save costs and put it back on the customer xbox didn't do that um in that regard mm-hmm. they still had to use some take some away because of the storage capacity uh they allowed you to use multiple you know external hard drives from the beginning to you know save your games playstation 5 did not do that uh it was just so many little things that just kind of pop up that you're like mm-hmm. they're finally bringing out the storage and you know update where you can use new you know the stores that they provide the in um the nvme slot but it's still it's very expensive to purchase at this point um it's just like you know they cut corners and it just seems as if they did that that's what it looked like they just cut corners but that's enough on sony they trash um they get their they get their act together. Once those good games drop, they're not gonna be trash in my eyes no more. God of work come out, I'm be praising them. But right now they trash because they ain't got nothing coming out. So they trash. I'll be looking for their showcase though. I might stream it. Um, but yeah, showcase. Hopefully it's interesting. They're talking about PS5 stuff. Uh, but the next thing I want to talk about, I guess we can go straight into some Drizzy Drake. Uh, we know let Jalen. You know, take the lead on this one because that's his favorite. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? Drake never missed, man. <laughs> he never Listen, missed. Drake, they had he never missed. missed. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's the that's the uh, what's that supreme dreams of uh of music. They never man. miss. Yeah, that's gonna be funny. Man, Drake, uh, he be working. Nah. Yeah, so, um, CLB drop certified lover boy. Um. Was it twenty one songs? Isn't it twenty one songs? Something like that. I think it's twenty one. Yeah, I think it's twenty one on that. Yeah, twenty one of them things. Um, I guess I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all start first. What y'all minutes. think about the album? I don't know if Josh listened, but uh, I guess going um, just giving a quick synopsis of Drake and y'all opinion on his new release. Uh, I mean, so I'm like, I ain't the most music savvy person. Um, I do listen to like uh mainstream stuff, but uh I think like his Drake album, I think it was like pretty solid. Um Deontay, he had listened to it before I did. Um but yeah, man, after like listening to it, I, I thought it was pretty solid. It was some songs on there like where I just kinda like, I don't know if I really rock with it. He is on this toxic masculinity. I mean it says it in the description, but like that T S U song, I'm like <laughs> We were just talking about it before the podcast, and I'm like, I'm like, man, what's going on in this song, dog? Like, <laughs> like, when, like when you listen to the lyrics, you kind of like, okay, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if like y'all like really like Drake fans or whatever, but it was some songs on there that I like. You listen to a couple of times, you're like, okay, this song is kind of, you know, it's kind of hitting and stuff. Um, I say my favorite song on there. And it's probably like an unpopular opinion and stuff, but it's just the type of music I listen to. It's like uh, I Am Y2 featuring Kid uh, Cuddy. So I think it's like I Miss You Too. Um, I just like the tone to it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it gave me vibes of, you know, what Drake do best. Like, 
like singing and stuff, like talking and singing, like through his songs or whatever. Um, there's another song on there, You Only Live Twice, with Lil Wayne and uh, Rick Ross, and that gave me like, like early Drake vibes. Like that sounded like Drake when he like first came out or whatever. So, um, you know, th- those sorts of songs. But I know like we were talking about other songs, the Way Too Sexy, that's just going, people like Thugger, like people love Future. That song just going, it's just going to be a good song, even though it's not really a good song in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, that's just a couple of the songs I wanted to speak about or whatever. I thought it was pretty solid. I mean, I give it like a eight out of 10. It's not my favorite Drake album and stuff, but I mean, I've been listening to it like this past weekend and stuff. So, and the song's been kind of growing on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh, any thoughts on a solo certified lover boy from Drake Drizzy Drake? Um, not really. Cause I don't like Drake and <laughs> I haven't listened to a Drake album since probably take care. Like his singles. All right. If they come on, I listen to them, but like, I don't, I don't like Drake, so I don't check for his music. So I was never going to listen to it. Yo, just got it Yo, from like Drake? Drake. He don't like the Drake. He doesn't no, enjoy. Like, like y'all said, he, he makes a certain type of music that made him famous. And he, he sings and he raps. That's what, what people like. Um, but for me, it was not samey, but like I, I didn't see... Any, I didn't see any more interest in him. Like it was cool at first, but like there are other artists that come out, and I feel like they have new and interesting things about them. They constantly getting better. Uh, but Drake, I I just see it as like pop music, even though it's mostly rap. He's not necessarily doing pop music, but I don't I don't feel there's any substance to it for me, so I just don't listen to it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so don't listen to it. So he ain't got no opinions on Certified Lover Boy because he don't care about Certified Lover Boy. <laughs> uh, but uh, Drake, um, I listened to the album and uh, I don't know. I felt like it was fine. I thought it was like a 7 out of 10. Um, if I had to rate it, I uh, probably wouldn't listen to a lot of it, but I like, uh, shoot, let me go through, because I, I got to go through, because I always forget what songs I actually enjoy. I liked In the Bible, oh with Lil Dark and Jivion, even though he wasted that, was it Jivion or Givion? I don't know, Givion's, uh, his, his, he, he wasted it, he wasted it in my opinion, he wasted the the, the feature, I don't think he should have been on last. I think he should have been singing the entire time. He's a way better singer than Drake. I just don't understand why it wasn't throughout the entirety of the song. And then he had a verse as well. Uh, he wasted it. Love All was fine with him and Jay-Z. I just think Jay-Z did a better verse than Drake. So I don't want to listen to Drake part, just Jay-Z part. Fair Trade is a good song. Um, it's okay. Um... And then I had to go all the way down to Yaba's Heartbreak before I liked it again. And then I went to Knife Talk, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, Race My Mind, Fountains, um, 
probably worst case. You live. You only live twice. I miss you too, and then the remorse. So that's a solid, you know, album. If you got that many songs that people enjoy and I actually can pull from, and then you have other things that people enjoy that maybe that's not for me, that's a good album. It's just, it's the same thing over and over. I feel like this could have been, it just doesn't, it doesn't, there's no growth in it. Only thing I felt growth in was TSU, but it's really like something around the lines of Marvin's room of toxicity but it's like marvin's room was just catchier so i just don't i don't know it's like (laughs) he's uh drake is very good at being consistent does that wow you no but does it make you feel like he's falling off no just makes you feel like he's staying stagnant but his numbers grow. So at least he's breaking records when it comes to that. So his popularity is growing. His music is staying consistent. And that's all you can say about Drake. Consistent individual throughout his entire career. He's been consistently giving out this type of music. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that this is his type of music. And he he does a on a, a high level. Do I feel like he should be probably get with a different producers at some points? Yes, but he won't do that. He's always going to be with 40. So you're going to get the same type of, you know, beat switches. You're going to get those vocals on the front end. You may get an intro where it seems like it's melodic and then it goes into another beat. So that's what 40 does. That's how he produces whatever. That's what he likes. Um, So that's what you get on this album. But um, I'm not really, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I got to listen to it again and again and again, but I'm never going to turn it off either. And that's how it's been for Drake for forever. I'm not going to turn your music off, but I just not going to, um, play it on my own time. The only time I play it is your like real, your solid singles. And honestly, I preferred, um, I don't even know what the song called, but the whole baby with, with Dirk and like, when they was, they be doing all this and all that. I'm like, that's all. Awesome. He slid better on that than anything. <laughs> so you talking like, about on, uh, 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 right later? Yeah. I look like he should have put that on the album. He could have took down pipe down in too deep. Could have took down all this garbage. I'm like, I'd rather you yeah. play that. Uh, but I guess he ain't want to. So, um, yeah, uh, I I was expecting a little bit more. I thought I was gonna fall back into that uh, take care vibe, which it kind of does. It fits the vibe, but like knife talk should not be on this album. Um, but it's on here. It's a bop because I love music Twenty One Savage. But man, Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. But I don't know, man. I th- I feel like everybody no. that was on there was outshined him a little bit, and I feel like Drake's solo songs where he talk his stuff, like when he was talking his stuff on the remorse, when he was talking his stuff on champagne poetry, Poppy's home was just I don't know, I don't know why he did that. But you know when he popped his stuff like seven a.m. on Bridal Path, junk's hard. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just. I just feel like, you know, Drake does the same thing, which is fine because 
he's good at it and he's consistent at what he does and people are going to pull what they want to pull and they're going to pull some quotables. He's going to stay relevant because when he does get his stuff off, he gets it off. And when he don't, he don't, but nobody cares because he's either singing it or he's saying it in a good way. Like he has plenty of trash bars in here that nobody's going to talk about because they don't do that with Drake. Drake has the ability to make you forget about the trash he's saying. It's like plenty of bars where it's just like, okay, this is this is garbage, bro. But you know, nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna go through Poppy's home and really go for bar for bar and be like, okay, is this good bar? Is this a bad bar? They gonna go to the popular songs. They gonna go to like in the Bible. They gonna go to Fair Trade. They gonna talk about, oh, you know, I've been losing friends and take, you know, in and gaining peace. That sounds like a fair trade. They, they gonna just take that stuff. They're not gonna take the stuff that really where he started talking in meaning some meaningful ways because they don't do that with Drake. <laughs> they just listen to the hook and they and then when he yeah so they no, use his instagram captions yeah they take the instagram captions they have a good time with that and i feel like as you continue to listen to drake's music it becomes more it has a it has the popularity effect it becomes more um more consumable uh, consumable uh you feel like you just starting to you feel like it, because people are liking it, you begin to like it. it it's it's the, it's a very insane effect. It doesn't it doesn't happen on people that just has a disdain for an individual, but it happens to most people that don't care. Uh, like if you're in the middle of, of of Drake and you feel like okay, I can either go either way with Drake, it doesn't really matter. You're probably going to get more people that's going to feel like you're having good music because of the popularity effect. If everybody, if they, everywhere they go, they're hearing it. If everywhere they turn, they, they turn around, they're seeing it. You're going to get that individual to start to enjoy that said either song or album or want to hear that, oh, that melody. Pop music. Cause that's what pop music is. Yeah. But, uh, and that's why he won't get like that. He won't get that Mount Rushmore thing. He gonna get the Mount Rushmore for popularity and strings and building, but he ain't going to be up there with no Kendrick or, Nobody that really kind of puts put time into, which I'm not saying he doesn't. He puts time into it. It's just the way he's he is introduced and he, the way he has done his music. It's always going to fall more into your more of a Bruno Mars, Michael Jackson type versus to me a real like solid because he's a solid rapper, but he's like Chris Brown to me versus like a you know a Kendrick or. A Jay Z, yeah. or he has that. He has the he has the ability to f- to be fluid throughout. He's like the first what would you call that? Well, not fluid, but um, asexual, <laughs> asexual rapper. Uh, it feels like he's just the first pop popular person to be able to f- mix everything. He can do everything, but he's never yeah. been great it's at like- one thing. And that's the problem. So you're not great at like the greatest at rapping. You're not the greatest at singing, but you're so good at so many things, Drake. It's you just fall into a lot of categories, bro. It's just never going to be something where people give him recognition for one thing. They have to give him recognition for all of the totality of it, which is fine. Because when you look at the totality of everything he done, he deserves to be up there with the Michael Jacksons, with the with the, the Mariah Carey's and stuff like that. It's just, he's too big. So to not be like recognized for that. Um, but 
when I listen to albums, I listen to lyrics. I don't just listen to melodies. And when I listen to melodies, sometimes I feel like I can get more melodies and great music from a SZA or Giveon or a, a Her or a, you know, individuals that really get into their bags when it comes to R&B. Um, and Drake, he gives me that sometimes, like, like I ain't gonna hold you, race my mind. I wanted you to race my mind. That's that's not go hard to me. Uh, <laughs> Fountains go hard to me. Uh, but it's like <laughs> four songs out of the twenty-one. I feel like he padded his stats on this one, to be honest. Um, which is fine too. It's a lot of a lot of people pad their stats right now. But uh, Drake padding stats is a different type of level. Um, so. You're going to see him up there with the Kanye now. And uh, Kanye's, I think he's going to outdo Kanye and, and everything. So, yeah. Um, I guess that. Solid album. Drake is going to be Drake. Drake going to Drake on everybody. So, he do numbers. What else can you expect from this man? Yeah, I ain't really got much yeah. else to say on that guy. What y'all got? No, I was just going to ask, because we might have talked about it before. How how do y'all feel about these hour and a half, two hour albums with 20 songs? And like you said, half of them you don't even listen to. I don't uh, like it. I, I don't like it. Um, I feel like Big Sean did it with Detroit too. I feel like there was more songs that was needed than it was needed. Um, I feel like if he would have condensed it a little bit more, it would have been more of a a solid body of work. I feel like, um, I, only person I don't feel like did that was J Cole and he still did a decent numbers. So, uh, but I just don't, I didn't like, um, unfortunately in J Cole's situation, I feel like he should have put more songs on it. Cause then it would have gained more variety. I felt like I was listening to the same song throughout that album. Um, but they were really good lyrics. So, when I listen to multiple songs throughout, it flowed very well. Like honestly, you listen to it and you be like, "Dang, I'm already at nothing. I'm already at uh, track number nine. I didn't even realize it." But it's just uh, not something I repeatedly listen to. I suppose there's some repeatables, but there's not like many. With Drake, because he's a popular artist and he he know how to make them a decent melody and he know how to rap a little bit, like not a little bit, but a lot of it. Um, he can make a song really sound well, good, good and put together in a productive and like construct a album that gives you a lot of vibes, like way too sexy. And you'll never feel like you're listening to Yaba's heartbreak and Yaba. Yaba is just Yaba on there. Um, knife talk don't sound like nothing else on the album. Girls want girls like three other songs that sound similar to that. So they give you he give you he give you a choice in this album to listen to songs that may be something you would enjoy or not enjoy, but they all fit that same mode. Um, I just don't want to go through and listen to every one to figure out which ones are good. Because when I look at twenty one albums out twenty one song album, I always feel like half of it can be gone. Always. I always instantly think, okay, half of this don't need to be here. Instantly. And that's the truth with this one. I say 12 songs can stay. The rest of them don't have to be here. Um, 
I think with me, I always prefer for it to be more than less. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I'm sometimes I can be picky about my songs and stuff like that. Um, I think it was like a rare exception where J. Cole, his album came out. I think he had like, what, like 10, 11 songs or something on there. And I actually liked yeah. it. Like all those songs on there. Um, it wasn't any that. I mean, I guess it was like two of them on there. That's like, you know, I'm going to cut this mug on like often or whatever because, you know, this is a certified banger. But yeah. um, I mean, with Drake stuff, I remember talking to you. I was like, yeah, man, I'm halfway through the album, but I'm like, man, these songs ain't really doing it for me, man. Like, I was. You know, and then I started like going a little bit further and stuff, and like, like the remorse, seven a.m. on bridal or brittle path or whatever it's called. Um, I miss you too. Like, you know, what I'm saying the song started getting better, and I was just like, okay, like, you know, it 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 kind of gave me a little bit of hope, I guess, if that makes sense. I think that's the reason. I, but I will say it's a little bit annoying to listen to because you like you want to indulge in a song, really listen to the song for what it is, but it take an hour, 30 minutes to get through the whole doggone album. You like, I don't got that much time. Like my car ride's yeah. not that long. Like I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just threw it on when I was cleaning the house and it, it flew by, but you know, I, I was like, dang, I gotta listen to it again. I can't do no skips because if I do skips, I'm not going to listen to the song again and I'm not going to mm-hmm. really take in the full thing again. So I had to like listen to it like four times and I was like, dang, then I started picking up the songs that I really enjoyed because then I I had an understanding of those songs and under the melody and like anything that I missed on the first playthrough. But after that time, I was like, I if I haven't really started liking it at this point, the only time that's going, only thing that's going to make me like this is the popularity effect. And I was just like, I'm not interested in it to be honest. So I went to the songs that I enjoyed and I kind of played those over and over, and it was it was fine. Like I said, solid album, just not. Um, it's not like people, hmm, I don't know, people don't, people, people first time they, they listen to something, they, they too quick to throw out an opinion. A lot of people are happy just hating, to be honest. Um, and so happy. So happy to hate. I don't understand that, but they'll be like ecstatic. They'll be like, ooh, that way wake up in the bed. I got to hate today. They gotta just got to, they got to get up and they got to hate. But um, it's not a bad album. I don't think it's a bad album. I don't think it's his best work, but that's that, that has to do with the song selection and the amount of songs on it. Like shorten it to twelve. This is this is just as good as Take Care, um, and I really enjoy Take Care. Um, so there's songs on here that I really they repeat in my head already, and they um, they have the they have that um, effect. So. Do I feel like there's something on here that's like a Marvin's room? No, not yet. The only thing I could do is race my mind, but it's not it's not competing with Marvin's room. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying you can do better. Man, I don't know, songs. man. I ain't gonna never. I ain't gonna. I don't think you're gonna ever top that song for me. It's just. It's just. How you trying to cry now? That joke just. That joke just got too crazy for me. But I like Drake. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good artist. I just don't think he's one of those artists too. Um, that's gonna get. He's too popular to not be recognized, and he's 
not great enough in certain categories to be recognized in a certain way. So he always falls in this stupid category, which I don't like for him either. Um, because he's been doing it too long and he has really good songs. So like, like songs that are on a level to me of a Michael Jackson bad or a Michael Jackson, you know, Billy Jean, just songs like that, you know? So if Michael Jackson don't get that disrespect, why does Drake get that disrespect? I don't know. Yeah, he he got a he got a lot of the thing the, the thing about like you said like the Drake effect like the popularity and stuff like that he can it's like double standards with him so he don't need to be he can spit out like Drake I know we talked about like Big Sean saying like certain bars when we was comparing them to like J Cole and stuff like that and mm-hmm. how J Cole bars really just be legitimately you know harder than. Uh, you know, certain rappers and stuff like that, but Drake can say some some corny like you buy him out. Hold up, bro, what you just say? Like, like what you talking about? But it, it's cool though because of Drake and like the way he said it or yeah. something like that. But it's it's really trash. But it's Drake, so we gonna be like, well, Drake can say that. But if yeah. if Big Sean say that, we finna go clowny. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's very because we hold him to a different standard. I think that's what. I think we hold. I think I think we hold Big Sean to a bigger standard than Drake. To be honest, I think. I people... think it's also a different standard, but also you don't hold him in the same. You don't give him. It's not accountability. Like you're, you're not even thinking of him in this. Like you don't think of Drake as being comparable to Jay Z, as far as rapping ability. So if he gets on a song with Jay Z, and Jay Z outraps him. It's fine because you were never even thinking Drake could compete. But if Big Sean got on a song with Jay Z and Jay Z outrapped him, that would be an L for Big Sean because that's what he's supposed to do. Like, this is your song. Why is he in your song showing you up? You're a rapper. Yeah. You're not supposed to let that happen. But people don't do that for Drake because they don't think of him as in competition with, well, not even competition, but like, in the same league as as those people, because he he just he just get a pass. It's like if if um, I always think of as like uh, if you got a, a trash basketball player and they miss a layup or something, you like, hey yeah he's sorry you write him off instantly. But if Drake was to or LeBron James was to miss a layup or something like that, I mean you are gonna look at him a certain way and stuff. But you still like, well I mean he's still. I mean, he's still him. Like, there you... was there was there was there was there was things in his way, obstacles that could have caused that. You yeah, know, you give him that yeah, benefit of the doubt. You give him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. And then, like, if you want to get like like specific about it, um, and once a need on scary hours too with him and little baby, like little baby bodied that verse on there. Like he was he was going off like Drake part ain't even worth listening to on her. You just like. If you heard everything, little baby, something like he was going off, but nobody really talked about that. Like, you just mm-hmm. like, all right. But he really bodied that verse. Like, he he had Drake, like, I'm like, hey, Drake, you might as well, you might as well feature in this song, bro, because the way he just went off, I'm like, yeah. He did the same I mean. thing on Yes Indeed. I was just like, I felt like he did a better verse than uh, Drake on Yes Indeed, because his was more quotable. But it's just, I don't know. Um, 
when you when you when you get Drake on your song, obviously the popularity comes with that. So there is things that he will say, uh, like on uh, J Boy, uh, what's his name, J- Young Boy, no JB something, that guy that did that one song with Drake and he blew up and then nobody knows where he went. But um, those types of songs, you know, you gonna you, you hear Drake, you like, yeah, he's he's saying things and it's fun. It's just like you know, quotable, or he says it in a good way. His delivery is just, is, uh, very good. So, um, you give him a pass. Uh, but when it comes to other people, you like, your delivery has to be spot on and you have to be rapping at a, a high level or you ain't going to get that pass because that's not what we, we not, we don't come here for, to you for this type of music. We come here to, for you for this type of music. And if you're not exceeding in that category, you're not doing well versus, you know, that being a double standard when it comes to other people. So it's kind of like Drake doesn't have to fall in that fall in that, in that trap of, okay, we come to you for this, but you're not exceeding in that expectation because you're also delivering this because you always got, you got always got some back burner or something where you can mix things and you can come good at something else. So it's always going to be easier for Drake, but um, and that's why people always give him that consistently consistent uh, trophy because he's consistent with his hit. And I, w- I don't want to call it media- mediocrity because it's not mediocre. It's just that it's not like elevating in a, a, a real way. Like everybody that I thought he was going to try to be a good rapper on this album. I, I, I thought he wasn't going to try to be a good rapper on this album. I thought he was going to try to be more melodic and more, you know, have good songs. And it seemed like he did more rapping than on this album than I expected. And when he did rap, most of the time, the features outshined him. Only time he didn't get outshined is when he was alone. So I think 21 Savage did a better rap. Uh, than him I think Jay-Z did a better rap I think Lil Durk did a better rap I think Lil Baby did a rap, better rap I think Travis did a better rap which is weird but Travis outrapped him Lil Wayne and Rick Ross definitely outrapped him uh, Kid Cudi was just you know they kind of meshed together well but he got outrapped a lot but nobody cares because yeah. you know it's Drake so yeah yeah I think at the end of the day like really the point we arguing is basically like the fans is biased to Drake so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's really all it is is bias like, yeah. he just yeah. has other skills to fall back on because if his rapping is not the best his singing or just his production his song in his general team. is yeah his will hooks. hold him up yeah yeah all that other stuff gonna hold him up whether that rapping ability is there or not so he's never be considered in that category with a Kendrick because all you need from you all you're going to be listening for Kendrick really is the bars you like bars 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 Drake will give you quotables but it's not like it's going to compare to when you look at this that definition like bars 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 so yeah you're always going to get that one. but moving forward from past certified lover boy let's ask one question and then we're going to move past all this pop uh in uh, music stuff, Donda, favorite Drake song? Kanye, oh, <laughs> Donda, Kanye, SCLB Drake. Who do y'all think is going to outsell the other? Do you think it will be Drake? 
do you think it will be Kanye? Some factors to consider. CLB had a definite date. Nobody listened to it before it came out. And the first day sales broke records. After that, it did decline. Kanye had three weeks of features and three weeks of continuous shows where everybody heard it and you could go on Apple Music and hear it. And he dropped on a Sunday when nobody expected it. And he still did quite a good amount of numbers close to CLB's first day. But then his next day was higher. So that's a factor to put in just there. Who do you think will have the better first week sale numbers? I think it's going to be great. Yeah, okay. I think I'm, even if it's not better than Donda, I think it's definitely going to be Drake just because he it's easier for casual listeners to listen to. Okay. So we got two Drakes. Well, actually, we got three Drakes because I think it's going to be Drake as well. I think Kanye is the bigger artist still, but because he has a cult. Drake Yeah, he definitely fans. got a cult. Kanye has a cult following that's very strange and they will follow him to the ends of the earth and whatever he does whether it's gospel whether it's rock whether it's rap as long as he's producing those beats they're gonna listen to it Drake has to fall into a same category if he came out with some Bolshevik it would not be held to the same light of artist arty Art, what is it, artsy fartsy as Kanye? Whatever Kanye does, it's doing numbers. Um, it, the poopity scoop, whatever he does, it's gonna <laughs> do numbers. So, bro, I think this. Kanye is still the bigger artist. I just think the way he wrote out his Donda album was stupid, and it's probably gonna affect the numbers and the skew. But Drake may win this round. Which is which is interesting. <laughs> the the thing about Kanye is, and I, I keep saying this, and it, it drives me crazy because it makes zero sense to me. <laughs> is that if you don't understand, if if you don't like Kanye, or you think Kanye is this or that, Don that could have, you just don't understand, and that's what his cult says. And I'm just looking like, bro, how do we not understand? I'm pretty sure this is just not a good song, but I guess I don't understand. According to y'all, y'all don't even know Kanye. Yeah, his friends are freaking crazy, but we all knew that. And um Yeah. Bro, if you if you uh my my thing is Kanye could literally be like, Look, I'm finna just run this sample real quick. I know I'm about to make this song garbage because I know it's garbage. I'm finna put it out and people still the people <laughs> that don't know Kanye, that's his co following. I mean, you just don't understand the song, bro. The way he said Say the poop that he scooped. Some Jesus? some that means his yeah the, the way Yeezus yeah he the way he put out that beat on that on the fourth second of the the song and how it came out on Tuesday that signifies that he like eating chicken like you don't understand bro like I felt that whole time <laughs> Kanye probably like yeah man I just did that just to see something bro <laughs> it was garbage you know what I mean like it could really be like that but you just don't understand I'm like I guess I just don't understand bro. 
Hey, man, that is exactly what a Kanye fan is. They're going to fight for the, to the death for their boy, and that's all right, I suppose. But I just think sometimes you have to give people their... You got to give people an actual a real look. You got to give them a real overview. Can't just be biased. Take your biased glasses off and really see what's going on. Do I think the beats on Donda were great? Do I think some of the production was okay? Yes. Did I listen to the whole thing? No. Because I felt like it was just too much to handle. I felt like it was just too much going on, too many different things happening. And I just did not feel like that was going to be a good listening experience for me. Maybe if I went to one of his crazy shows and watched him dance around and light himself on fire and bring <laughs> out people, maybe I'd be like, oh, this is the best thing ever since sliced bread. But right now, I just want to listen to some good songs. And it felt like he was doing a lot of experimenting with that album. So it's a no for me, dog. But, Man, you was getting hypnotized. That's a good song, man. That's excellent. Did you hear how he said Donda the That's a good Goddamn song. That means he really finna make some new Yeezys that's gonna come out, bro. You gotta feel that. If y'all ain't in the right mindset, that's why y'all don't like it. Y'all not in the right mindset. Y'all gotta go back to you got dark twisted fantasies. You gotta go back to this. You gotta go back. You gotta feel it with your soul. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta do. I gotta do homework to listen to an album. That makes sense. But yeah, man, Kanye has got a cult, and he gonna he always gonna make bread, but. I think I think Drake got him this time, guys. But we talking about mega artists versus mega artists here. This ain't no this ain't no small this ain't no small token, small fry type of deal here. We talking about hundreds th- hundreds and thousands of you know records sold, breaking stream records type of people here. So interesting to see. Um, but the last thing we want to talk about before we get a body here. I wanted to talk about what was the last thing I want to talk about? I don't even remember anymore. It was the um, oh politics when it comes to gaming, bro, and feeling like you can't speak how you want, which is tough, in my opinion. Uh, so if you don't know, the Killing Floor producer or a game developer, he decided to prov- he decided to you know put his opinion on the internet which I still don't understand why people still do that. But he decided to put his opinion on the internet about the Texas laws that are coming out in regards to abortions and how you can really get fined and you can go to jail or stuff like that. And they have whistleblower, you know, websites where you can literally, you know, people can say, Hey, this person is doing this and you can get tips and you can actually get paid for doing that. But Basically, he said, I'm so happy for this. Yay. My great go, go America, go. And um, he did it on the Internet with a bunch of people that feel the opposite. And he he got backers and he has companies behind him that may not want to stand on that side of the opposition or they may not even want to provide an opinion when it comes to politics on the Internet for these companies that are supposed to be neutral. So when you work with a company and you make these types of decisions and you provide your opinion to the world, it can have strong repercussions. And one of those repercussions is you get canceled. 
and you get your your you get your uh, subscribers go down, subscriptions go down, followers go down. People start to bash you online. You get some bullying, small bullying effect because of your opinion, and whatever that case may be, whatever it comes to, your opinion on the internet usually has a consequence. Um, when it comes to gaming, um, I feel like it's a very it's kind of uh, a emotionally driven type of you know service. A lot of emotions are, in, are are tapped into when you're playing video games. You either you're anxious, you're either um, happy, sad, uh, you feel accomplished. You got you got a lot of emotions that come out while you're gaming, right? So you can tap into these things to provide real life experiences when you're playing games, and like they they show you things and they project you they. They 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 place you in these these certain situations that can be considered like a political standpoint or like you can be showing a messaging to to get to the world about being better at this, being better at this or stop bullying or whatever it may be. I just don't understand the repercussions of an opinion uh, that occurs when literally it's not just their opinion. It's a like literally was placed into law. So obviously it's not just his opinion that this is a good idea because all he's doing is saying that he's supports that said thing. Um, either way, you know, even if you're against it or for it, do you feel like opinions should be have this amount of repercussions towards it? Um, first from that standpoint, just, just answer that alone. Do you feel like opinions on the internet should have these type of repercussions where you're canceled, you lose your subscription, you lose your sponsorships and stuff like that. You lose ties to the gaming community that doesn't want to be associated with you anymore because of your opinion. How do you guys feel or not? How do you guys feel? Yes or no? Should you lose it? Uh, I feel like, I mean, I mean, I, I, I just say, yeah, honestly. Josh? Yes. Okay. So, if, uh, and I'm going to follow it up so you can, guys can explain more, of course. But so the understanding is, is that, you know, you, 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 you lose that when you say make their opinions and you put them online. So when it comes to gaming and they provide these types of, stances i would say why is it okay for them to do it if they don't want to get sometimes it's not it's not a political thing either it's just sometimes these things they they would support something i'm not talking about don't don't get me twisted it's not like black lives matter i don't think that's a political thing i don't think lgbtq rights is a political thing i don't think suicidal watch is a political thing i'm talking about when they make a political stance on something that is currently going on that they would like to make adjustments to, I guess sometimes that could be portrayed in games in a certain way. That could be sometimes, um, I guess, why is that okay? Versus not having an opinion. Do you think because it's a, nobody's attached to it, it's not one person? What makes a game developer have the right to position themselves in a, in a game with these types of 
um, I don't know, these, these, uh, these innuendos, these, these, I guess, I guess I get, I guess I'm getting, trying to get to the point of what makes a game developer safe? What, 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 what makes that a safe place to kind of create and do what you want versus a developer that's on the internet on tweeting? Um, I don't know if I'm answering this question, right? Um, I'm trying to like like track what you're saying but like with game developers they got different things that they can put in the game things can be controversial um and then like versus somebody having an opinion so i think like what a game developer is like it's a form of art um a form of art don't have to be a representation of you um like I always say that, let me just use Bloodborne example. I'm like, hey, these people sadistic to make this game. Like, how did you even get to this point where you're thinking about all this type of stuff? But that's not the lifestyle this dude live. He might just be like a real cool dude. I can't make an assumption off this dude based on a game that he make because, I mean, I can kind of play a little bit into that round, but I can't go all the way because the game developer never stated anything in his game or if he feels this way or you know, it's just like you know, when, they, when they be eating embryos or uh, to get the umbilical <laughs> cords to get their life. But, you talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like it, it's you, you can't you can't hold it all the way against him because you don't know if that's what he do or he condone to that. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, far we know somebody could have had a gun up to his head and say, "Look, bro." If you don't put these moms eating embryos in the game, I'll blow your brains out. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, that could be said with the... That is a little extreme. Uh, That could be said the other way. But versus if somebody put their opinion out, this is on how they actually feel about something. So, um, if you feel this way about abortions or gun violence, Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, and stuff like that, it's a testament to your character. And then, therefore, I don't know if I could continue to support your work that you're doing. Um... You can put Black Lives Matter in the game or whatever, but that's gonna hold less weight if somebody, uh, if somebody publicly states Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, Black Lives Don't Matter, or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. If that, if that, if I'm answering the question, no. Basically, I think you what's are, the what game you're saying is that the the artistry is what 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 stand what stands out as um a, a opinion versus <laughs> like you know depicting. Um, I, I think that dude was one game was depicting uh, uh, mass murders as a fun thing, and you, you get more points the more people you kill. Uh, obviously, that was a very controversial game, but the, he, I think, he kind of had high behind that artistry type stance of this is what happens. And then there's the other game about the girl playing. You could play the girl, and they kind of pull the game entirety because. The, the concept or the art behind the game is that you make this girl, you, you, you make the decisions, you're her boyfriend and you kind of make her do these, this weird decision. So it was a, it was a team behind that. I'm not saying the whole team wanted to represent the game, but they represented the game in that way where the concept, the artistry was still, uh, reduced or stopped because of how far it went. Um, and I just don't think that happened that often when it comes to, uh, game, mm-hmm. but 
it does happen a lot when you're just giving a providing an opinion. This is that saying the developer that made some of these made some of these decisions and games that possibly can get a pass, but there's not the same pass for that opinion. But what you're saying is that the artistry behind it is what really keeps that stuff from not showing and not being considered their values and their opinions and what they hold true to dear to heart. So yeah, I they might that. just be trying to make something enticing and then just like a real quick example. Music is also another form. J. Cole talking about all these different girls that all this type of stuff. Whole time he married and got kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? So is, is he really speaking the truth or is he just kinda is it just a form of art to portray a story and all this type of stuff? So you can't really hold that against them versus J. Cole, but like, yeah, man, I be hitting all these girls out here on the interview. Um, I think girls should give it, you know what I'm saying? That'd be something different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. All right. So you guys said yes. So I got your opinion. What's your opinion, Josh? Is it kind of ringing true with the same things Jalen is saying? Or would you have a different explanation on why you feel, yes, you should be held responsible for your opinion on the Internet? I mean, yeah, I'd say yes. And I don't think it's any different than what happens in a game. Obviously, any sort of media is you think of as artistic people put time into it there are dozens maybe even hundreds of people working on it so it doesn't just seem like a knee-jerk bad opinion that you can do on twitter like you can go on twitter say anything you know i hate uh women working and they shouldn't work but and that's your opinion but that's not going to get through at a company like that's not going to be get put into your game because it's somebody's going to confront you about that so that's why it gets a little bit of a not even a pass but it's a little more understandable when it comes from a game um but that's not to say that there aren't games that do get criticized by their um their opinions or the things that they do or how they portray things because like that reminded me of uh six days in fallujah which they re-announced earlier this year, but like that game is about the U.S. invading the Middle East, you know, during the um, Bush administration, and it's about real stories, and those real stories are like U.S. soldiers you know, blowing up apartment buildings that still got civilians in them and stuff like that. But the developer doesn't want to talk about that side of the events; they just want it to be a military shooter. But people didn't accept it when they first announced it, like in 2006. And so they canceled the game. And now they're coming out with it with the same thing. And people are still mad. Like, how are you going to have this story and like high facts, you know? Um, and then I also think that in this particular situation, that it's not even as simple because, like, you know, everybody can have their own opinion about abortion and that's fine and you work with people all the time who's going to have a different opinion than you and you as an adult you have to accept that but like even still this was political with him supporting it because it's a law that's a extreme law even like most extreme law in the country about this and putting people in jail and giving out bounties and stuff like that like that's not normal and so it, it is political and people are going to have strong opinions and for him to openly be like yes this is what i'm fighting for this is what i believe in 
of course, it should be 100% okay for people to, like, react negatively to that if they feel that way. And, like, so the company that said they're no longer going to publish his games, that's their decision because he made it political himself when he took that stance. I agree. I agree. I do agree with that. I agree with if you say stupid stuff on the internet, if you say your opinion on the internet, not I guess it's not stupid. I guess if you say your opinion on the internet, you should be able to handle the repercussions. That's the way the world is. Regardless of what you may think, your opinion will be held accountable. And and you just will, it will be something that people, you know, take a heed of and they will react in a certain way, especially when you hold certain titles and things like that. If you're just a regular smojo nobody cares about and you're using a default Twitter handle, nobody going to care about digging deep and trying to figure out who you are. But if you have some reputable sources, you have reputation to hold, you got things like that. You'd rather be ready for any repercussions that come from you stating your opinion. If you feel that strongly in it, that's what's going to happen. So I agree with you guys. I think it's a yes. You shouldn't say I like as I said, I don't like social media because it's it's a uh, tool to not only keep people close, but it's also a tool to keep people um refrain refrain people from actually providing true opinions it's another it's like a a double-edged sword you're not going to get true opinions online so you're either going to get really really strong trolls that hide behind handles or you're going to get individuals that don't say anything and um it's not really the the in between of like a real conversation to be had sometimes it's just difficult for that especially when you hold titles so um I don't take opinions to regardless of where I'm, how I feel or what I am. I don't take it to social media. I take that stuff to, you know, pull uh, events that I feel like I feel comfortable speaking on or, if, but there's also that, you know, understanding of if you're not speaking out, who is going to speak out for the people that can't speak out or doesn't have that voice. It's just, it's just really tough when you actually have something to lose because, I mean, we are, we are, to be honest, we're all selfish individuals. I don't see uh, opinion as a counselable offense, but I also do see that if you say something like that, just be ready for the repercussions that occur because you're not, it's not easily, you know, it's not easy to, uh, it's not easy to become back, but it's definitely easy to offend. So. Once you somebody's offended, it's not really it's not really any coming back from that unless it's a long, long recovery time. Only takes two seconds to ruin your life, but it takes years to re recover. So think about that. Be selfish. Like, well, I mean, I'd rather not say nothing. I hold my opinion to myself. But I don't like when people peer pressure other people into saying their opinion. But you 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 know you just giving that to you to someone else and it's no, it's not necessary. Nobody came out to you and said, what do you think about abortion laws? It's like, um, no, no comment and just move on. But, uh, that is, that is the reality of the situation. That's what you should have did. You should have just said no comment. If you felt like you needed to say something, you should have said no comment, not applicable and just moved on. You just, that's what you should have tweeted. But 
since you decide to put your opinion out there, you have to deal with that repercussion. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's um, like, uh, like we had spoke about previously before, um, certain opinions um, provoke like strong feelings mm-hmm. or strong feelings or whatever. So like, you know, in a the workplace, they tell you not to talk about certain things and um, like they'd be like, you know, don't say who you voted for or, you know what I'm saying? Just those yeah, sorts of things. Political, religious, like, any of that stuff you don't talk about at the workplace. Yeah, just because it can, you know, cause like division and stuff like that. Because those are like some strong topics that will usually do that versus if somebody like J. Cole or like Big Sean or something like that. But man, <laughs> yeah. I ain't work with that dude, man. He don't, he don't like J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, opinions are, are good. But when it comes to those types of things, you probably want to keep it to yourself. Uh, so, I mean, he'll learn that he gonna learn the hard way, but, um, I don't think he, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's remorseful, if he does wish he never said anything, but at this point in time, it has already started to heed that, um, maybe you should have just left that on the flow on the killing floor. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to do that. But, uh, Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all I got for this week. Um, I ain't really got much else to talk about. Anything, any last comments, any topics y'all wanted to speak on before we uh, jet up out of here? Um, no. Not really. No. Nani? Uh, iPhone. Mm-hmm. Is, the, is the new iPhone uh, cold, Josh? Did you see the new iPhone? No. No. Nah. Nani, you ain't getting a new iPhone. <laughs> That's Apple, no Apple man, Nintendo man. I thought they had announced something. I thought they announced something. Uh, or is it coming it, like soon? It, I mean, it's that time of year that it comes out. I, I don't think they announced anything. It's most likely just rumors, but uh, I, okay, I haven't been okay, checking okay. up on anything. <laughs> okay, okay. You ain't getting a new iPhone when it come out. You ain't, you ain't copying. No, I'm probably get a new phone. It's just, just waiting to see what it actually is. Ah, okay, okay, okay. What about well, you, Jalen? You got iPhone. anything? Uh, oh, we ain't even we ain't even update nobody on our new uh our uh Xbox stuff, man. What's going on this week? We we ain't talked about the Xbox in two weeks. Uh, how you feeling about the Xbox Series X now, man? Is you is you, is we is that a cop? Is it a is it still? I don't know. Update man, them on the journey to get it. Nah, you <laughs> man, what you talking about? What you talking about? Tell us about the journey. The journey. Man, we, we, we know what's talked about in our group. Tell we finna leave it in there. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We, no, we not talking about how to obtain. We talking about just you know. We talk about is it looking brighter on this on your end for the for the Xbox Series X to be. Uh, to be uh, purchased. That's what that's what he's saying. Man, I heard Jalen liked to spend nah. seventy dollars on games. <laughs> nah, the uh, the Xbox Series X, you can't even get them. So it's just OV for that anyway. Man, you can get one. What you talking about? Man, they got a stock. Man, I just checked the internet. Man, nah, check I ain't finna follow no Twitter pages. I ain't check, finna follow no. Check drops, you gotta make sure you gotta follow Wario sixty four, man. Follow Wario sixty four. He got all the good yeah. stuff. Just say I ain't following no Twitter pages to see man. when the drops come on. 
Yeah, man. Just follow him, man. He'll get you there. I could actually, my boy, he'll plug me with one, but I don't know. Man, just go ahead, man. Go ahead, cock, cock. We already told you nah. it's a real good investment. Man, if I get anything, I'm getting a Series S. Man, what you getting a Series mm-hmm. S for? You gonna better play Did Final Fantasy 14 and uh, 4K 60? You can't. No, it's gonna be 720p. I thought they. I thought it was the 1440. No, not 4K. for the Xbox. The console one. can, but the backwards compatible games run. They don't get a full upgrade. They get some upgrades. So the, the Xbox Series X. Series X gets the Xbox One X versions, and the Xbox Series S gets the Xbox One S versions. The Xbox One S version was not 4K 60. See, look at you. You was uh, you was dying. I was like, man, you ain't gonna be able to play 4K 60. No way. Then you get those updated resolutions and textures. You get those updated cutscenes. You gotta play it on the right one, man. Now I'm gonna go back and just get an Xbox One S. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna play that. This I'm just buying my brother so I can run 13. Oh my god! So he playing y'all, obviously. Uh, but yeah, no updates. Go we gonna still keep working on them, guys. Don't worry. Um. We're going to have some more updates in two weeks. Hopefully, he got his Xbox Series X by in. And we all having a good time playing some um, well, Halo this summer upcoming fall. We're going to have a great time there. But, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this week, guys. If you got some um, actual topics you want to talk about, obviously, we're going to talk about PlayStation the next time around. But that's going to be in two weeks. But. Um, if I got some topics, leave them in the comment section. If y'all want to uh, listen to this um, in a podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast, that's where you'll find us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Help us follow. Go up the algorithm. And, uh, yeah, you can always find this as well in the video version on BCD Universe, uh, my YouTube channel. But thanks for listening. And, as always, we will talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.